0: to the deeper darker podcast with casey and ashley i'm ashley and this is casey i'm casey yay and it's a deeper darker variety show oh it's a deeper darker variety show yes we've made changes and no one told me or i just forgot completely i think you just forgot completely i'm dumb So hi, welcome, welcome, welcome to our sh- our show podcast. We're our showcast. We're unorganized and stupid. <laughs> it's okay. So Casey, being the smarter of us, Casey is the the brains behind all of this. Why don't you tell us some things about yourself, Miss Casey? So I, uh,
1: my educational background, I have a degree in molecular biology and hey. chemistry. I know, right? <laughs> I am I am the smart person in the group. I'm from Sacramento, we're recording in Sacramento right now and beautiful. Scenic
0: Oak Park, Sacramento. It's real nice. There's a Jehovah's Witness Center across the street. Which is (laughs) probably the only thing that keeps this little part of the neighborhood not terrible. I actually got a
1: visit from... I've been in this house now for four months. And I just got my first visit from church people today. They're like, will you join us tomorrow? I'm like, no. (laughs) (laughs) I think so. (laughs) Have fun. But no, no thank you. I just like very slowly and awkwardly shut the door. (laughs) So you've been in Sac your whole life, right? My whole life. Like yeah, I know. I know there's like way better places to live, but this like I can't seem to leave Sacramento. It's and I, I love it in the way um, a, a victim of Stockholm syndrome like loves their captor. <laughs> like it has its claws into me, and I just can't seem to get away. I, I love it here. I, I, I actually, do. it's not so bad. It's not like I mean there was a period of time where sacramento was like super rough and it was just like shitty strip malls and yeah. like nothing to do
0: but it's it's like really coming up yeah it's it's uh much better than a lot of things that are in california so yeah fresno yeah Ugh. <laughs> producer eric just got back from fresno yeah it's a shithole and my father personally warned me that they like to spike joints with angel dust in me. fresno <laughs> he learned that behind the wheel of a big rig
1: we gotta episode of just, like, stories from Ashley's dad. Oh,
0: we will. We will. We will. <laughs> but, uh, I moved here about eight years ago from Southern California, which is shit. shit. It's just one big... Yeah. Which, by the way, how's it coming, uh, becoming the coronavirus? Oh, I... I <laughs> it's was... in Sacramento now. I know. <laughs> so, first of all, I'm from Corona, from Corona, California. Uh, my family has actually been there, or was there for about three generations. Four generations, actually. Oh. And... Very distinct last name, so everybody knew us back in, in the times when it was So that a, why you're in Sacramento now? <laughs> kind of. It, it was just a little uh, orchard town, so I was very upset when the coronavirus came around and I wasn't patient zero. Like, I'm really pissed that this isn't right. some kind of horrible disease cooked up in my vagina. Like, I'm really sad. But yeah, coronavirus is here. <laughs> uh, Vacaville is half an hour from us, so...
1: Yeah, they have, well they had a pay they treat a patient at yeah uh, UC Davis Medical Center. So I mean you could probably just go there and start touching shit and like put your hands in your mouth and you're you'll catch something. Oh
0: well, good and then we can pay we can pay for our own um quarantine.
1: They're, yes. They're
0: charging for those. Yes. I can't believe Oh, God. Welcome to America, folks. <laughs> so the ineptitude of our leaders is kind of our, our subject matter for today. Uh, I personally am big into punk rock. I've been into punk rock since I was a teenager, and I used to go to shows all the time. Just started again recently. And one of my most favorite bands of all of them is the Dead Kennedys. Oh, yeah. I mean, they're just punk classics. They're, they're, Jello by Offer, the lead singer, has this, this distinct voice, and it's that sound of his voice. A lot of punk bands sound the same. Mm-hmm. And you're, you're kind of judging by style, and it's the... Bands with distinct singers yeah. that
1: set apart. Well, he he's able to like control his voice in such a way it almost
0: sounds like he's he's creating like a vibration or yes. a reverberation in his voice. Yeah, and and so the Dead Kennedys come along um, in 1978 uh, with this very political sound, which not necessarily all punk was political at the time. You had the Clash, which was punk grandfather somewhat political but then you had the Ramones which was just more fun songs and the Sex Pistols which again had that mix. June of 1978 Jello Biafra and East Bay Ray formed the Dead Kennedys. Uh, Jello got his name from the African state of Biafra which only existed for about three years from 67. Okay but where did
1: Jello was he just like a really big fan of Jello molds because I know that was a big thing in like the 50s.
0: Well oh my god they made everything <laughs> in Jello about Oh my god could you imagine fucking meat Jello? Yeah they what? had meat Jello and like all that kind of weird ass crap. Crap, well, just shoved crap in there disgusting just foul The 50s were a time they were a time <laughs> but uh so biafra was a quick state formed after a nigerian war and they were the first televised famine so it's the first mm-hmm, time people mm-hmm. are seen famine stricken areas on television and jello biafra took inspiration from biafra and jello which is a mass-produced food and mass-produced food while there is mass-produced or mass starvation. Uh It's it's the dichotomy of that, of of, there's so much food mass-produced so easily and yet there are people who are starving starving. in front of our eyes. I didn't know that. That's such
1: like a... a I don't know. I, I don't know how to describe it. I really... I Like, the thought process behind that. Yeah. It's not just, like, he picks some weird fucking name to go by. Yeah, it's, it's not, like,
0: uh, Joey Bondage of narcoleptic youth. Right, Which right. is a fine name. No shame to Joey oh Bondage. God. If you ever listened to this, I love your band. But, you <laughs> know, there's, there's similar names. He's like, names. fuck your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> even, even East Bay Ray. I mean, of course, he's East Bay Ray. He lives in the East Bay. Right, right. Know? But that's, like... He didn't really have to think about that. He's no. like, My no. name's Ray and I
1: live in the East Bay. Yay! Yeah.
0: <laughs> so, Jellaby Offer after Dead Kennedys, later on to form a band called Lard, which is also a really, really good band. Can I just say. I have,
1: like, so you know how people get, like, a visceral reaction to the word moist? I have a visceral reaction to the word
0: lard. <laughs> I should get you that album for Christmas. God, it's, it's a great lard. album. Drug uh, Sniffing Dog is, is one of the lard songs. No. <laughs> right? And he later took over Al- Alternative Tentacles Records, which is a whole big mess, which we won't get into today about Yellow Boy fighting with his bandmates. It's really not all that yeah. interesting. Let's see here Oh also fun fact before we get into our, our main subject. He got an obscenity charge for do you remember the PMRC? No, okay so the PMRC was the parents Music Resource Center. and if you see those little uh, parental warnings on music, it's because of that? It's because of that. Tipper Gore was part of this. They're and like, our kids can't hear cuss words. Yes. Yeah. It was during the Satanic Panic of the 80s. Oh, yeah. And they would go on talk shows and talk about how your, this music would corrupt your children and make oh, them devil worshippers and, oh, look out, if your kids are listening to heavy metal, he might be worshipping the devil and doing all the If drugs. you could see me, like, rolling my <laughs> I'm gonna die from rolling my eyes in the yes, back of my head. Yes, it's eye-rolling. If, if any of you are interested, look on YouTube for PMRC hearings. They also spoke to the senate it's it was a big big deal go um,
1: to their meetings just with a big sign that says Fuck. <laughs> no, they don't exist anymore oh.
0: <laughs> this is a long time this was just a brief time but their 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 influence is still felt right so this is this big conserv- and not conservative tipper gore is vice president al gore's wife so this is even from oh geez from the democratic left here we are
1: yeah but there's like so there's there's the democratic left but then like Al Gore, they're part of this democratic left, but they are still like in the Bible belt yes. area. So they still yes. have these very strong Christian values. Yes. Values I use that term very loosely.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So this was a big, and and again, if you're interested, uh, Jelabry Offer himself spoke on Oprah. Uh, with he went Oprah. against the PMRC on Oprah. You can find that on YouTube as well as D. Snyder speaking before. Uh, Con- yeah, Congress, very well. Like you wouldn't expect D. De- fucking D. Snyder in his all his. <laughs> fucking twisted sister makeup yes. he was all done up and he's up there like railing these people taking them yes. past it's actually i've seen that before and it, it's just so wonderful yeah like, it's amazing he's so articulate yeah. and yeah it's totally worth watching but the obscenity charge funnily enough was not about zed kenning's lyrics it was about the uh album art for franken christ which mm-hmm. was hr geiger art which is very oh valid. so that that whole thing went down uh as I, as far as i remember nothing came of it uh, I don't think they actually charged him. I could be wrong. I should have gotten all that information before I spoke up. I'm dumb. so. It's okay.
1: It gives our listeners something to look look up. Go to Wikipedia,
0: look it up. Yeah, (laughs) it's on you now. Support your local Wikipedia. So uh, that leads us to the fall of 1979 in San Francisco. Lovely, lovely San Francisco. Beautiful. Shit filled, piss smell. Smells
1: like piss. San Francisco. San Francisco. God,
0: (laughs) I love it though. It's so dirty and gross. It's it's awful. Uh, I grew up in Southern California, and to me, you know, Los Angeles was just a sh- shithole we'd go to la every once in a while it was only about half an hour from us but it, la's is a shithole and to us san francisco is like this magical place that all this amazing stuff had happened in the right. 60s and with this great punk movement in the 80s right and i get up here and the more i go to san francisco <laughs> the more i just hate san francisco it's a place yeah and it's so weird like in san francisco you have just like
1: There's not a whole lot of middle ground. You have these, like, super fucking wealthy people and all these very, I mean, just obscene wealth there. And then you have these just people living in these homeless encampments and squalor fucking literally shitting on the side of buildings because they have, like, no public bathrooms. Yes, yeah. It's just, it's a very weird dichotomy.
0: Yeah, it's it's a weird place and the divide has been there for a while but it really came into play when the tech companies moved up here and started their shit because it is, I mean we've known people that have rented a literal closet Mm -hmm. for more than Casey and I pay for our apartment or Casey's home. Yeah, combined. Combined. Like it's just so expensive there. Yeah. So Jello Biafra is told by uh, his drummer that at another show like you've got such a big mouth, why don't you run for mayor? So this whole... Him. Hey, you like to talk. Run for mayor. That's,
1: so that could be problematic because that's how we end up with people like Donald Trump in office.
0: True, true. <laughs> but uh, Jelagrafa isn't an idiot that wants to fuck his own daughter. He's <laughs> he's <laughs> a smart man and he has a lot of really, really good ideas. Oh, you mean he doesn't have an uh, anus for a mouth? No, oh, no. Okay, He's good. not a puckered orange asshole.
1: <laughs> I heard the best description. I posted a video of it this morning. It was... Uh, Fuck! It was so good. It was uh, brought to life. Evil Dorito.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that Dorito that gave you diarrhea for four years. Four years of diarrhea and vomiting. Four years. And every time of
1: gastrointestinal
0: problems. You think you're better every time, and then you go outside, and you shit your pants. Always just too far away to get home and change them pants. That's what these last four years have been like. Oh man, never heard a better description. <laughs> <laughs> so, so this campaign uh this is the following term uh, of diane feinstein herself was mayor serving out miscone's term after he was assassinated uh, okay so he for those of you who don't know mayor miscone and harvey milk a gay rights activist who had also achieved office at this point they were murdered mm-hmm. by dan white and he got off with the infamous twinkie defense which was basically his lawyers claiming that he had a Twinkie every day and because he didn't have his Twinkie that day the low sugar made him lose his mind and premeditate a murder I'm I'm speechless right now that's amazing i
1: have to use that defense at some point yeah that life. is not a lie I mean, look, look man i didn't get my
0: fucking twinkie today and i'm not to be held responsible for anything i do on a Twinkie-less day yeah. he was <laughs> a super super christian guy who was really pissed about harvey milk existing and having power and being anywhere near him God. so he assassinated him this what comes- piece of shit <laughs> this will come into play later as well so uh <laughs> During this whole campaign, there's all this stunting going on. Uh Jello uh winds up in response to Diane Feinstein, she went down and swept the tenderloin. She literally swept the streets of the tenderloin as this whole it needs deal. Another sweep. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> needs a sweep every day. Yeah. Actually I think the tenderloin's all isn't haven't they gentrified that recently? It's, it's 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 getting, getting there. there. It's getting. I there. think there's a big old. It's like what they're doing
1: now. in like Oak Park right now, where they're yes. just like putting on all these like. Hoity-toity shops and restaurants that like the residents here can't like afford to go and check out. So yeah, it's it's gentrification. Rentable. Yeah,
0: then they're they're doing that uh, in the Tenderloin. I was actually there at Slim, seeing Agent oh, Orange yeah. and the middle-aged queers. If you're in a political punk, middle-aged queers, the Queer course show. They were actually talking about the Tenderloin uh, being gentrified. That's an historic poor gay district. Well, it was a mix of everything, but a lot of the a uh-huh. lot of the gay population lived down there, but anyway so in response to Diane Feinstein sweeping the streets Jella Bihoffer went and vacuumed her lawn <laughs> <laughs> I love it the pettiness I love it it was it was a lot of uh, showing how stupid these campaign deals were and there were a lot of a lot of parts of Jella's platform and it was really hard to find all yeah. of it i love it. he's like ex- but he's like exposing the cracks yes a little bit. so part of part of his his campaign platform is, is a fuck you and part of it were serious deal and i was trying because he gets he gets upset apparently that people only talk about the more ridiculous proposals right but it was hard to find the rest so i only got a few of them but this yeah. campaign this platform was written on a napkin at a a show nice (laughs) beer
1: stained and like has a cigarette burn in it
0: (laughs) yeah so including uh the following legalizing squatting in vacant buildings that had been uh that were tax delinquent which is makes total sense get them off the street there's no point in them sleeping in the street yeah banning cars in the city limits which funnily enough was also a uh an idea of hunter thompson's when he ran for sheriff of aspen right banning cars uh, holding elections of pol- of the police by the people whose neighborhoods they were patrolling. That's actually fucking brilliant. That's brilliant. Idea. It's brilliant to keep corruption out and to make sure that the
1: neighborhoods are treated fairly. Right. You want to be protected and served by people in your neighborhood who people
0: understand your neighborhood. People who give a shit about you and yeah. aren't just looking to oppress you. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So that's brilliant. It was. That's one of his his best ones, I think. Yeah. Uh, tearing down Pier Thirty Nine. I have no idea why. I spent hours. I wanna know what happened at Pier 39. Where I show me on the doll where Pier 39 touched you. <laughs> is, is Pier 39 the super touristy area? Maybe that was yes, why? Yeah. That must be why. Yeah. Uh,
1: and I, I don't know what state I feel in like the there's end. just
0: there's gotta be a story there. There's gotta be something there. <laughs> <laughs> this is a particular good one. Requiring businessmen to wear clown suits within the city. <laughs> That's Uh, paying panhandlers and i specifically read on another like there was a lot of different information out there but uh specifically people who were made poor by a recent tax initiative okay so requiring those or paying those people to go panhandle in the rich neighborhoods ah so giving them like an hourly wage to yeah, panhandle to go to do that's it great. there specifically that's great so it's so it good makes m- most sense god i love it it's like it's petty but it's like using your pettiness for good exactly and, and uh, finally, the last one I could really find, erecting statues of Dan White, again, the man who assassinated the mayor, and Harvey White, or Harvey White, Harvey Milk, erecting statues of him. And I'm like, why would you want statues of him? So the park department could sell rocks, eggs, and tomatoes <laughs> to throw I him. I love it. There's the, the little caveat there. Because I was scrolling. I was like, oh, oh no. Why would you?
1: Why would you? Oh, oh. okay. ah oh. yeah. To just... That's great. We should start doing that with all the, like, uh, monuments of, like, former racists and former, like, slave owners yeah. and stuff. Just, just like, just let people throw shit at them all day? That yeah, that'd be great. Get, get your aggression out? Yeah. It, I mean, it's not going to, like,
0: propel us forward, but it'll sure as fuck make me feel better. So the best part, Oh, well, this is already getting really good, but part of this, the greatness of this is the campaign slogan there's always room for jello which was brilliant so good uh all, there really is because it's like five calories <laughs> yeah there's always room for jello you can continue eating more it's it's made from hooves you know yeah you can just keep eating it more is not more. right it's not vegan yeah also skittles are not for all you vegans living off skittles and jello you're fucking yourselves there's yeah. hooves in there yeah any anything that has gelatin, gelatin. yeah <laughs> If you're a vegan punk using Knox gelatin to not spike vegan. your hair, also Elmer's glue. You're not allowed to do that. <laughs> it's much easier to just you not just be You just start heavy.
1: really calling, calling, yeah, just not be vegan.
0: Just That's just the thought, but <laughs> it's fine, I guess. So there's always room for jello. Uh, promoter Dirk Dirksen. Dirk Dirksen. Dirksen. That's that is the name of a a person whose parents
1: fucking hate them.
0: (laughs) I I hope that was a name he took on himself. A big promoter. Hi, I'm Dirk Dirksen. Dirk Dirksen for Congress. Dirk 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 Dirk. They uh, he held a benefit. To raise all the filing fees, he needed fifteen hundred dollars, but Jello got nine hundred plus enough signatures, so he was officially on the ballot. That's awesome. Officially on the ballot with Diane Feinstein herself, who eventually I can't believe that's became amazing. senators. She's been a senator for a long time, hasn't Forever. she? Forever. I think Ever. her her time has passed though. Oh yeah, I think she's been out, hasn't she? I think so. I, I actually, know. I probably should. We should probably we should, should know this. this. <laughs> I, I, I only know it when I look at the ballot and make those little noises in my mouth about how. Pissed no, Diane Feinstein
1: is still yeah it's her and uh, kamala harris uh nope senators of california god damn it <laughs> I, look i'm a scientist i'm not a fucking political science <laughs> yeah Ka- kamala harris and darren feinstein oh, yes, kamala- that's right. okay, okay. okay so
0: i just see but i was quite question- i always do that i question myself i'm like i know this but i'm like but, I, but do i know this she's been doing it for so long that it just kind of becomes this blur in your head Because it's just always been her, and Kamala Harris is newer, but it's brand new, I believe. But yeah, uh, the since twenty seventeen since since twenty seventeen yeah, it just it blurs in your head because she's just been there forever. Yeah, Pelosi as well, nineteen ninety two.
1: Yeah, so which like I always get stuck. I'm like, oh the nineties were like ten years ago. I'm like, no, it's
0: twenty twenty. (laughs) Yeah, we are old officially. the uh, The DIY campaign staff for Jello Offra's campaign, Dirk Dirksen. (laughs) (laughs) Dirk, Dirk, Brad Brad Lapin uh, author Klaus Klaus Floride of the Dead Kennedys Mickey Creek Joe Rees uh, the owner of Target Video and he also was like the de facto documentarian of the punk scene at that time Uh so he filmed a lot of that stuff and Ginger Coyote of the White Trash Debutantes God, I'm I need a better name. <laughs> they had all the best names back then. That's the problem. They stole Officially
1: them. Officially changing my name to Dirk Dirksen.
0: <laughs> uh, Jello also engaged in a whistle-stop tour, BART tour, which for those of you who don't know what a whistle-stop tour is, when trains became a thing, uh, presidential candidates, and really candidates for larger offices, would go uh, on a train route and basically give a speech at every every stop so this is the first time that people out in the country are getting to see these candidates or hear them speak because this is obviously before radio right and they just went there and they, they would stand on the back of the uh the back car of the train and give a speech and then it would go to the next one and people have tried to replicate that as time went on i believe romney did it did a little whistle stop tour. Yeah, yeah. well now they they're doing like the town hall meetings and stuff. Like, yeah, they've been bringing that back since like they Bernie they ran. love they love to do the whistle stop tour. Every once in a while they'll do that thing. Uh, they, we, I love it. They like take off their tie, and roll up their sleeves. Yeah. like they're just one of the oh, right, one of, one of the regular guys. people. Yeah, they love to do that shit. It, <laughs> it it brings up a better time in people's minds, especially older people. I'm sure. Right. This whistle stop Bart tour along all these Bart these Bart lines. I'm assuming following the bart not riding the bart there or getting off every time because the bart doesn't stop for more than three seconds <laughs> yeah. Yeah. i was about to say like how do the how does he do that on the
1: barge because Vote for, me, like, fuck for me motherfucker! you gotta go gotta catch my train bye <laughs> <laughs> Because no, he had a whole group of people with he him. He just like steps out of the train and sh- throws
0: flyers at him. Hang <laughs> it! <second>. Gotta go! <laughs> He's got all these people with campaign slogans, big old signs. Uh, among them, if he doesn't win, I'll kill myself. Jesus Christ. Apocalypse now. What if he wins? Angela Bauer himself is quoted as kissing hands and shaking babies. Oh, my God. (laughs) As opposed to kissing babies and shaking hands.
1: I love to kiss babies. Well, I I wouldn't. If some, like, person running for political office came up and was like, oh, let me kiss your baby. I'm like, get away, pervert.
0: I'd totally let Bernie kiss my baby, though. I I would let Bernie kiss my baby. I'd want him to kiss my baby. And I would let Obama hold my baby. Yeah. Yeah, Obama's cute. He can can have the baby. So, this is the story of... Hypothetical baby. I don't yeah. know. Well, I love a fucking baby. Yeah, neither <laughs> of us have babies. <laughs> these, these are closed for business. Yeah. The, the, uh, this mayoral campaign, which was this big-ass deal and quite frightened the establishment, because he got a fair amount of attention. He did fairly well. He only wound up with uh, 3.79% of the votes, but he did cause a runoff. Between right, Fein- Dan Feinstein and Quentin Kopp. disrupted the establishment. Yeah, <laughs> and D- Dan Feinstein ran, uh, won, of course. Yeah, and went on to have quite an illustrious political career. But that is the story of Jello Biafra writing for Mayor of San Francisco. <laughs>
1: That's cool. I I like the like disruption of it, but he wasn't just doing it just to be like. A fucking punk asshole he actually had some pretty decent ideas it was a little
0: bit of both it was a it was this fuck you but at the same time he he's he still he ran uh for president of the green party i believe at one point mm-hmm. he's been involved in politics he's pretty radical left-leaning but he has a lot of good ideas mixed in with the fuck you stuff right which i appreciate
1: yeah no it's because you have some people who are just like oh fuck you you know fuck the establishment but um if you if you actually have good ideas with it you can do that you can't just be like fucking donald trump coming out here like the democrats are lying
0: about coronavirus to cause
1: oh my god God. can you or he said it's a deep state plot (laughs) i'm like i just don't i can't I can't a anymore. A worldwide deep state plot. I can't anymore. And then the worst part was he's like, uh, "We're going to put Mike Pence in
0: charge of this." I'm like, "What's he going to do? The it away?" away? Yeah. His <laughs> own state, Indiana, has a the most, the largest HIV a- rate epidemic in the country. There's a huge HIV epidemic after he closed down the safe needle exchanges mm-hmm. because because her- Indiana also has a huge heroin problem. Right. And thanks to his wonderful leadership. And the thing is, like, pe-
1: people are always going to do heroin. They're not going to fucking stop. At least if you give them safe needles, it stops the spread of disease. Yes. Yeah. But
0: he's like, no, this will stop them from doing drugs. No, it fucking I, I won't. Just, I don't think it'll. he thinks it'll stop. I think he just doesn't give a fuck about it. Yeah. I think they're subhuman people to him, and he could not give yeah. a fuck. I but think he's one of those, uh, during the AIDS crisis, what did they say? Uh, if science Ronald against- Reagan Ignored
1: the rate AIDS crisis for years before he like it was, it addressed was a pandemic it. before he addressed it, uh, and it, he only addressed it because of the mounting pressure to address well, it. Well,
0: and his friend Rock Hudson came out.
1: Yes, yeah, so so his, so that's the thing with with conservatives
0: is they don't give a fuck until mm-hmm. it personally affects them. Well, and at, and at this point too, it wasn't even just conservatives. Everybody at this point, gays were such a par- pariah, right? And it was affecting gays and drug users only. So there there was a quote by one of them. Pat Buchanan said of the the AIDS crisis, The sexual revolution has begun to devour its children, and among the the revolutionary vanguard as gay rights activists, the morality rate is highest and climbing. The poor homosexuals, they have declared war upon nature, and now nature is exacting an awful retribution. While people are dying.
1: Jesus fucking Christ. My, um, My dad's, like, one of his best childhood friends... Uh, died of AIDS oh really yeah yeah so like near the AIDS thing was like near and dear to my family for up for I mean still is because yeah. like yeah he was um they grew up together like best friends and then he his name is Kevin he like became an actor and like really I mean he was in a bunch of shit moved to New York moved to LA and like he was gay mm-hmm. and
0: yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it just it, it ripped through the gay communities and destroyed everything. Terrible. Freddie Mercury, I have my yeah. beautiful painting of Freddie on my wall. And just, just fucked everything while these politicians did us no good. So through this, we have a lot of interesting, through these failures of government, you get a lot of interesting people running for office.
1: Right. So so when you told me you were doing this story, it kind of like, you, you told me about some other ones, and I was like, I wonder who else, like, what other celebrities have run for public office? Yes and um i have some that i'd like to tell you i did like oh, good. a little top five list
0: Ooh.
1: um and there's like some of these are well known i mean like honorable mentions like arnold schwarzenegger was of the course. governor of california the fucking governor. how could you forget that and you, i keep talking about him i mean donald trump who is just as bad of a politician as he was a celebrity oh god <laughs> <laughs> it's just as horrible, in the things that he does as he has to look at, so fucking horrible. Some other ones that are are maybe lesser known. Uh, Roseanne Barr. Did you know that she yes. ran in 2012 in the presidential election as the she went for the Green Party candidate. Obviously, did not get enough votes. And if you, for our younger listeners who don't know who Roseanne is, <laughs> she was like a '90s, like '80s, '90s sitcom star. She had like a very successful sitcom called The Roseanne Show. It was just actually, Roseanne. Yeah, Ro- Ro- Roseanne. Mm-hmm. It was fucking great. She lives amazing. in like Hawaii. She has a macadamia farm. She's kind of a nut job. And um, when they remade the Ro- Roseanne Show
0: recently, it was successful because she made a lot of racist rants. Yeah, she's she's been kind of off the chain for a while. She's very mentally ill. They, yeah, they've been. She had a whole thing in the nineties when the show was going on, and you actually saw it change in the storyline of the show where she had accused her father of sexually abusing her while she was a child, and the rest of the family's like that didn't happen. Yeah, you know, and people do cover up, but it turns out she later recanted because it was part of this mental illness and i believe she was abusing drugs or at least alcohol while she was famous all this stuff. right was well her a, a and who was
1: her husband tom oh. arnold they so there was like a he came on and he said that they just
0: like were wasted yes. all the time yeah yeah she she was really she left her husband for him actually that's right yes. that's when right. he came on the show and then he got his like she 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 boosted his presence on the show there was a whole mess it was a yeah. big mess
1: um, so she failed to get the nomination as a Green Party candidate. She came back under the Peace and Freedom Party. And she actually ended up with 50,000 votes Ooh. nationwide and came in sixth in the election, which is fucking more than I can say for myself. Yeah. Yeah. It's not
0: bad. <laughs> yeah. So good, good for you, Roseanne. Way to go, Rosie. We miss you. Stop, be- <laughs> stop, stop being, being this crazy. way. Stop being this way. We don't like racist Roseanne. <laughs> yeah. I like old Roseanne.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, number four. Jesse the Body Ventura. Hold on. Jesse the Body Ventura! Uh, (laughs) Jesse the Mind Ventura now. Yeah. So he ran for the mayor of Brooklyn Park, Minnesota, and actually became the mayor from 1991 to 94. And then he was the governor of Minnesota from 98 to 2003. So, like, he actually had a pretty, like, decent political career. But he began as a famous professional wrestler in the 70s and 80s. Back when wrestling was way fun. Way, way fun! Um, And he ran under the slogan, my governor could beat up your governor. (laughs) Fun fact. (laughs) That's kind of brilliant. Uh, Number three, everyone knows Ronald Reagan. He was governor of California from 1967 to 1975, and then he was the president of the United States from 1980... To 1988. So he was a I know
0: (laughs) fucking (laughs) fucky Reaganomics, fuck you Ronald (laughs) Reagan.
1: So he was a prominent Hollywood actor in the 30s, starring in such films as uh, Newt Rockney, All-American, and The Killers.
0: Just to just to throw this in, Nancy Reagan was known in her in her day as the blowjob queen of Hollywood. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> According to Peter Lawford, rumored by Hollywood as being the best blowjob in town, rumored to have sucked what? off Frank Sinatra in the wow. Oval Office. Wow. So this moralizing bitch who is always, you know, oh, oh yeah, it, it, that, war on
1: drugs. But that's the whole like conservative platform, right? Is 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 they they run on this platform of morality. Meanwhile, they're, like, usually closeted gay people or they're, like, fucking diddling kids. Painful bigots. Uh,
0: she, she used to consult a psychic while she was in office. Right, yes! Uh, Ronald Reagan's attitude towards gays was, fuck them, they're faggots. I'm only yeah. using that to quote. Uh, just... just Total, total pigs and fuck the Reagans both, may they rot in hell right, so like we already talked about it, how he just totally ignored the fucking AIDS epidemic yes.
1: and um, another fun story another fun fact is when Gov- when he was the governor of California he was actually very pro gun reform, really? but it was only because he was extraordinarily racist and back then ah. the people who were like really pushing for the second amendment were the Black Panthers Ah. So what happened was, while he was the governor here, the California... The legislature was gonna do a vote on gun reform so the black panthers decided okay on the day that they're gonna do this vote they're they're coming from like oakland san francisco they're like we're gonna come to the capitol with our guns and like not you know do a peaceful protest like they're not trying to fucking shoot everyone up but they were very much pro gun rights and because they needed it for protection i mean that's they were a well-regulated militia. They were protecting their own communities, which were not
0: being protected by the white machine at the time.
1: A hundred percent. And so still like, aren't, to be honest. Yeah. So they were, It when you read the Second Amendment, they were the well-regulated militia who were protecting themselves against the government who was not protecting them. Wow. So they came here for the vote. What they weren't expecting when they showed up was... Ronald Reagan on the front lawn of the California state capitol with hella school children. Oh. <laughs> so, so here's a picture this. Here's like Ronald, old Ronnie there with a bunch of like little kids running around and just this massive group of leather clad Black Panthers fucking strapped with shotguns over their shoulders and shit. Wow. What a picture. <laughs> so story gets like this is kind of the longer part it's just too good so security a secret service of course like grabs the fucking president yeah like, get the fuck out of here they want to go to the viewing plat they want to go into the capitol still to the viewing platform so they can watch the congress in session yeah they made a wrong turn through the wrong door and now all the black panthers with their guns are on the senate floor <laughs> <laughs> so so that's how ronald reagan became a uh, very pro gun reform and it wasn't until later when he became the president and that's when like the nra became big that he you know got their support and became very anti gun reform wow yeah
0: Fun facts. It's amazing (laughs) how a black man with a gun can scare a bunch of white people into doing whatever, but a crazed white man with a gun, we just kind of shrug at it. Yes.
1: Yes. That's like like exactly what I thought from that story too. I'm like, wait a minute, like white guys are shooting up concerts and schools and nobody seems to give a fuck, but a bunch of black guys with guns, terrified. Horrible. Number two, (laughs) Sonny Bono. Yeah, Sonny Bono Sonny Bono actually had a pretty great political career I and mean, then it was well. short lived but like He did pretty well so, uh, so he was the mayor of Palm Springs from 1988 To 1992 and he was a congress member Representing the 44th district Of California from 1995 Until his untimely death <laughs> In 1998 He ran into a fucking tree while skiing Poor Sonny Bono oh, God. Was, God. He was so pure <laughs> um, So the reason why he, he became the mayor is because he was fed up with bureaucracy like he was trying to open a restaurant in palm springs and there was just like a lot of red tape and stuff and he got sick of it so he's like fuck it i'm gonna run for mayor and i'm going to change some laws like you know putting his money where his mouth is um another thing during his while he was a congressman he passed the copyright term extension act so in, in 1998 when he passed the law before his death. He extended the terms of copyright to life of the author plus 70 years. Oh, okay. So I think it extended like before it was just like the life of the author plus 50 years. Okay. But there were a lot of caveats in there. So it's just so like people who put their art out there and have their copyright stamped on it, like they still get whatever the copyright protection. Yeah, copyright protection sermon. So he actually like made changes and did some shit while he was in his political career. Way to go, Sunny! Number one. This is the one that you told me about, which I had no fucking idea about. Hunter S. Thompson yeah. ran for the sheriff of uh, Pitkin County in Colorado, which
0: houses Aspen.
1: Yes. Colorado. So, so this followed an article that he published in Rolling Stone magazine, October 1st, 1970 called the battle for Aspen, which followed the mayoral race there. And specifically the candidacy of Joe Edwards, who like Hunter S Thompson was like a nonconformist. He was a biker, like their campaign, basically their campaign slogan became like, um, freak power and freak power party. Yeah, so it was a freak power party. So it was like all the freaks and weirdos kind of came out of the woodwork, and they really
0: courted them. They went and found these people and encouraged them to register to vote because they're in Colorado was one yeah. of the big places where a lot of the hippies wound up going at this time. They'd moved yeah. out of the cities after the summer of love. Everybody left, or during it, left San Francisco. All the real hippies left, so they're all over in parts of northern California. Mm-hmm. A lot of them are in Colorado, just kind of getting away from everybody. Yeah. So so both joe edwards and hunter s thompson separately in their separate
1: campaigns they actually lost but by a very small margin scared like, the hell out of everybody yeah i mean they really shook things up and they they lost like more conservative candidates but like i think joe lost by like six percent or something it was like yeah. very very small it was crazy yeah scared the hell out of everybody
0: so yeah top five list of celebrity yeah. politicians wow People do some shit. People do some shit. There's some good... And Hunter S. Thompson, you can see a lot of those. I can't remember in what particular documentary. I think they might cover it in Breakfast for Hunter. And as an Breakfast Easter egg <laughs> while you're watching Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas when he's speaking to Benicio de Toro's character when Benicio has left Las Vegas. There's of my there's favorite a movies of all time. Great movies. It's so good. There's there's a Hunter S. Thompson for Sheriff Freak Power Party poster behind what? him in, in the deal. Yes, that... that Famous gonzo fist, which is a fist with two thumbs for free. Oh, yeah. And there's a peyote button in the middle of the fist. I'm a so huge good. Hunter Thompson fan. I, I met him before he died. And That's right. He's my hero. And That's I right. ruined my life in his image. So thanks, Hunter. Yeah. I hope yeah. you're watching over me. He's like, yeah, sure, whatever. <laughs> Fucking <you> things
1: up.
0: <laughs> Who's this bitch? Shut up. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. No. Yeah. We will be back for another episode. Yeah. Stay tuned for stupid tune. shit. Yeah. It's probably going to be good. It might not be. Who knows? We know. I mean, hey, we're, we're just riding the dragon
1: together <laughs> chasing the dragon <laughs> um, if you have any questions, comments, concerns complaints, corrections, send them to deeperdarkerpodcast at gmail.com see that's where I got the deeper darker part because that's the last thing you oh, said oh yeah left. You s- I, I probably should change the email no just I can't change it. the email now Fuck, just leave it no, it'd be no. F- whatever. Either deeper darker podcast for the deeper darker variety show. <laughs> yeah, it counts. Hey, you know what? Fuck you, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for joining us. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs>